Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get it. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Justin from Off The Real Podcast. And tonight, I'm really excited about our guest. It's a guy I've known pretty much uh, my whole life. Uh, very impressive gentleman. Uh, great coach, great father. And with uh, no further ado, let's get right into it. How you doing, Tyrone? Man, I'm doing good, Justin, man. Thanks for having me on. You're welcome. This is uh, Tyrone Carter. He's uh, accomplished some great things. Why don't uh, I guess this, we'll, we'll go backwards, but where are you at right now? Uh, right now I'm in uh, Huntsville. Uh, I actually live in Conroe here in Texas, and uh, I'm working at Huntsville High School as uh, I actually, I'm actually coaching defense now, so I'm the defensive back coach uh, in Huntsville. Very nice, very nice. Uh, and to keep it recent, uh, your son just uh, left to go play college football. Is that correct? Yeah, we we actually just dropped him off this past Sunday. Uh, at Lamar University down in Beaumont. Uh, he's going to play running back, wide receiver. I mean, athletes going to play wherever they want him to play. So that that was uh, pretty exciting. Uh, a little nervous about it too, but uh, man, it was, it was, I'm happy for him. You know, my wife's happy. We're, we're, we're nervous. First time going off to, to college, but um, it's going to be a good time for him. And man, you, uh, you brought up your wife. I should touch on something. You guys have been together for what, almost twenty years at this point, right? Yeah, man. I she finally uh she finally said yes to all the times I asked her out <laughs> back in in uh in ninety nine. So shit, it's been about twenty years. We've been going strong, yeah. you know, we've been married married since oh nine, May May uh ninth, two thousand nine. So, um it's been good. That's a beautiful thing, man. That's a beautiful thing. And uh I guess um Let's go backwards. Uh, I know, but we're going to tell the people you're from uh, Hillsborough, Texas. Yeah, so from Hillsborough, uh, Texas, you know, graduated 2002. Um, you know, like I said, I'm in Huntsville. Um, I moved to Huntsville in uh, 2018 uh, as a receivers coach. So the team we were a part of, we went 12-2. and two. We lost in the fourth round. Uh, this past year, my son's senior year, we lost in the third round. We played some pretty good football. Five and over the last two years. Um, before coming here, I was in Grosbeck uh, for two years as offensive coordinator, uh, quarterback coach. Uh, prior to Grosbeck, man, I was in Medina Valley down in San Antonio, which uh, I was offensive coordinator and I coached receivers. Uh, me and my partner co-OC that job out there. Um, I was in Dell Valley in Austin area for two years as the offensive coordinator. Uh, QB coach, helped the head coach get that program going, and he's rolling now, man. Um, 
Before that, uh, I was in Huddo for three years. Got that program back rolling, man. They're all the way up to 6A. Went from 2A to 6A. Uh, three years there. That's kind of where you know, everything started going good for us. Uh, my first three years as an offensive coordinator. And uh, I started my career uh, in, in Fort Worth as a, a receiver coach at Fort Worth Arlington High School um, back in 08. So, you know, my journey's been kind of all over 35. We jumped over to I-45 uh, this last year. And uh, it, it's been, I mean, it's been good. Journey's been, been good, man. I played uh, football at the University of North Texas uh, from 02 to 06. Won four consecutive conference championships. Uh, had a great time there, man. Uh, went in as a walk-on, earned a full scholarship. You know, so hard work has just been part of me, man, just the whole life. So nothing that nobody's ever given me anything. That's kind of like where I'm at now. I have a master's degree uh, in education, uh, a bachelor's degree, and then uh, I'm also a certified administrator. And I wish we had a uh, studio audience so we could give you a, a round of applause, man. <laughs> uh, congratulations on everything you've accomplished. Uh, you know, I know exactly, uh, you know, know you know you from the beginning. So it's, uh, it's a great story and uh, just super impressive. Um, let's talk about some of the uh, players that you've coached uh, in your career that have gone off to do impressive things. Okay, well, I mean, I start back in uh... – in Fort Worth, man, I had a receiver that was just raw, talented kid. Um, didn't really know how to handle him. I was still young, wet behind the ears. Uh, his name was Marquise Jackson. He went on to uh, the University of Kansas, uh, played receiver. They moved him to running back. They used him all over the field. Man, I had the opportunity to coach him for two years, and it was just phenomenal uh, of what he is and what he's done. He ended up Stopped playing football at Kansas and ended up playing basketball at the University of a uh, Lady on the Lake in San Antonio. Just a great, great athlete, great kid. Um, so that that was a that was that was one of my first kids to coach and to be um, build a relationship with man. That that's going well. You know, I hadn't talked to him in a while, and I know he's back in Fort Worth with his mom and everything. But that's one of the first kids uh, that I had opportunity to coach. Then man, I went on to Hutto. And in Hutto, man, it's unique. I coached quarterback for the first time in my career, and I was able to get this kid, man, and coach him for two years. And uh, he went on to play quarterback at the uh, Louisiana Tech University. His name's Ryan Higgins. Uh, me and Ryan have a great mm -hmm. relationship, man. We, uh, me and my wife actually went to his wedding, uh, I believe, last year. He got married in Austin, and he invited me to his wedding, so I got to go see him and some other kids that um, that I coached that was in the same grade as him that graduated from Hutto. So it kind of made me seem old that I had a kid that I coached actually uh, get married. But uh, <laughs> he was, man, you talk about a kid that would take a game over and they will put an S on his chest and turn into Superman. He was that type of player, and he displayed that all at, uh, at college in Louisiana Tech. and. I got to take uh, Tyree, my son, my oldest boy, uh, me and the head coach, uh, Steve Hale, who's now at Hillsborough. We got to take our kids and watch him play in a bowl game at TCU against um, Navy, the Navy Academy. Uh, and he tore it up, man, like 500 yards. I mean, he tore it up, but a great game. So all on ESP. That was pretty, that was pretty outstanding. But also there, man, I coached uh, Brandon Douglas, who played at the University of Rice. 
he was one of my quarterbacks. Um, my coach of receivers, Davion Davis, who's uh, a phenomenal athlete that played at Sam Houston State University. He leads the Southland Conference in receiving touchdowns. Got drafted by the Minnesota Vikings. Um, that that was a uh, cool. And I got to we saw him a couple of times when in, here in Huntsville since I moved here. We saw him a couple of times, and uh, you know he remembers all this stuff, man. Just been able to talk, can't believe how my kids have grown and stuff like that. So that that's been pretty outstanding. One of the most prolific players I ever coached was uh this kid named. It was back in Fort Worth. He was a freshman. His name was Ashawn Robinson. Uh, I got to coach him for one year. And he was on my JV basketball team as a freshman. And he was huge. He looked like Shaq. <laughs> and he ended up going, he was supposed to go to the University of Texas. He flipped his offer and ended up going to Alabama. So he played at the University of Alabama, ended up going and playing for the Detroit Lions. Uh, we got the opportunity to watch him last uh, football season. He came down to Houston and played in uh, a preseason game at, at, uh, against the Texans. So, then my little son got to watch him. We screaming his name while the game's going on. So he's one of the big ones, man, and doing good things in the NFL. I was going to ask you, um, how important do you think it is, uh, the coach and uh, player relationship? Man, I think it's big. I really think it's big time. You know, a lot of these players, some of them don't have father figures at home, and them being able to link up with you and you being able to relate to them on their level. Um, goes a long way you know some people don't understand what what it takes uh for a young man to grow up without a dad and uh, coaches had the biggest impact on me growing up and so that's why i even got into yeah. the profession you know i i believe that um we can change kids lives uh we can i i, I always do a job of like telling my story like i grew up with nothing two bedroom one bathroom house uh, three brothers, grandma, mom, dad wasn't around, um, but I still found a way and found something deep down inside of me to to change my family tree. You know, I've I changed my generational poverty that we've had. Like I'm changing all that, man. My my kids are gonna go to college because mom and dad went to college. You know, me and my wife talk about it all the time, and the the relationships that you build with these kids, I man, they really, really, really do last a lifetime. Yeah, man, that's a great thing. Um, let's let's. Let's talk about your uh, son, I guess, taking that relationship one step further. How was it um, coaching your son? And <laughs> that process has to be nerve-wracking. Man, it was at times. And you, you put in so much work outside of the game, um, outside of the field house, you know, and don't nobody ever see it, you know. They think that your kid is being put in positions because that's the coach's kid. But they didn't see the hours that the kid put in work when nobody was watching, you know, when he was at home or when uh, they were by themselves, the studying, the, prep the preparation that went into them being able to put themselves in that position. Um, and then, man, this year actually was a blessing. I, I wasn't his position coach. I was just on the coaching staff that coached him. So I got to sit back really and be his fan, you know, and uh, – we got to walk up together after practice and me say, boy, you, you didn't turn that, but you didn't catch that ball and, and, and sprint, you know? And he was like, I did, yes, I did. And I was like, all right, we got to like talk about practice, talk about how he did without me being the person that was getting on his butt. So it was really a, a blessing to be able to like just sit back and watch him and be his fan and critique him a little bit uh, without being the person that was on his butt all the time. 
Awesome. I can't wait to hear how he does uh, going forward. Um, so I guess uh, as an administrator with uh, all of this craziness going on, how do you see uh, the future of sports um, changing? Well, you know, my, my biggest thing is that we have to be safe. Um, we got to find a way to keep the kids safe, um, get a hold of this uh, pandemic, the, the world. You know, here in Texas, the governor just, you know, put down a, uh, a requirement for everywhere you go to wear a mask. Uh, you know, if I have a mask on, you have a mask on, it cuts down the infection rate. All we're trying to do as a state, man, is to, to get the infection rate, to get the spread under control so that we can live a normal, um, you know, active life. You know, the kids, there's nothing better than face-to-face -face, uh, teaching with children. Uh, I think that they learn better like that. Uh, the virtual world, man, it's a it's an untapped market, but I think kids need to be in the presence of everybody, uh, of other kids. They need to be in the presence of other adults so they get that social interaction because not everybody is growing up the same way. You know, not everybody is being able to, um, to live a life to where they can know how to address people, know how to speak to people, know how to shake somebody's hand or greet somebody. They learn a lot of that interaction is learned at school. So um, I believe just as long as we continue to be safe, we, we turn the curve of this, this virus that we have going on right now, this pandemic, that things will be okay. You know, nobody really knows what, what to expect. You know, the state and um, it's, they said the schools are gonna be open um, in, the, in the fall. So right now, everybody's just trying to figure out a way to make sure that everybody is safe. You know, keeping these kids safe is going to be the number one priority. It's always the number one priority, keeping them safe and giving them a, a well-rounded education. And that's, uh, that's a great answer. I expected you to, uh, you know, obviously safety first. Um, so, man, we're, we're close to wrapping it up. I don't want to take too much of your time. I want to kind of have a little fun now. Uh, tell me a couple of your favorite memories from Hillsboro High School Athletics. Oh man, okay. So one of my one of my favorite memories is uh so we went to a track meet in T Texas and it was freaking freezing cold and uh when everybody else had left we didn't know the track meet was canceled until we got there and we got there and it's cold and our head coach, Coach Hill, was like, Well, then we drove by Wilson, we might as well run and I'm like, Man, we were all like, What is cold? It's raining and uh, so we get out and run uh, the mile relay. It's the only race we run. We run the mile relay against Teague in the freezing cold. And he puts uh, several different kids out there. And, you know, my, my team is winning. I'm running, I'm running around that last leg. You know, I'm going. And uh, Robert McGill is running the anchor for the varsity uh, sprint, uh, mile relay. And we come down the home stretch. I think I'm going to win here. He comes, walk me down, man, and just <laughs> – Passes me on the home stretch of the track. And I remember that like it just it was cold. And then my th guess my 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 uh, favorite memory was uh, my senior year um, in the playoffs. We hadn't won a playoff game in 46 years. We made the playoffs my senior year. We're playing Lake Worth. They're 10 and 0. Uh, haven't lost. You know they hadn't lost all year. They got two six five receivers, stud running back. You know that we're picked to lose. And we uh, we go down, man, and we we shock them. We win. You know, your boy has a pick, and I have a touchdown. I also muffed a punt at halftime, but we're going to talk about that. But, you know, and that that right there was a memory, man. The Hillsborough hadn't won a playoff game since. So, um, 
that's probably one of my my best memories. And then uh, also when uh, our basketball team, your senior year, our basketball team plays, uh, you know, three rounds deep, and uh, we come up a little short against Grand was one of the best memories. And just those memories of making the playoffs, making some runs, and uh, you know, enjoy, enjoying our time. And as kids, you look back on it now, and you just can't believe it. You know, if I had, we always talk about if I had one more shot, <laughs> one more play. <laughs> It's it's crazy. You say that um, I can I can replay that final shot that Mike missed yeah. over and over in my head. I see the ball go in, and it's like it, it's one of those things where it's like this must. The things we go through early in life, man, teaches us lessons that that last us a lifetime, man. You know, you know, for a little bit goes here, a little bit goes there. You know, what what hard things would be different, but everything that we go through in life, man, always helps us in the future. I can't thank you enough for coming on. Like I said, I don't want to take too much of your time, but I definitely want to have you visit us in a few months when school starts and uh, check back in with us how the season's going and such. Sounds good. I, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate you having me on. Uh, you know, this, this has been cool. Uh, my wife told my wife I was doing uh, jumping on your podcast. She's like, what? I was like, yeah, I'm going to jump on this podcast, man. It's going to be a good time, man. It's been good, man. I, I appreciate it. I really do. Oh man, this this is this has been a lot of fun. Tell her I said hi. Tell the family I said hi for sure. And um, I want to have you back on. Maybe uh, she'll join you, and we can talk about um a twenty year relationship because I think that should be praised. That should be uh you know highlighted more. Um, you know, so so we'll talk about that. But uh, I'm Justin from Off the Road Podcast. That's Tyrone Carter. You guys check him out. Follow his son doing big things. And uh, with no further ado, we're out.